I think it's working. Hopefully, if it's not working, somebody will post, will say something, but um, <laughs> somebody will comment. <laughs> I can hear you. Uh, this is uh, so we're this is our uh, our first official Finding Neverland uh, podcast live stream. Um, I'm James Carnes. I'm the vocalist for our metalcore band, and I'm joined by our guitarist Luke Weaver. Hello, uh, welcome, welcome. Yeah, we're super, we're super stoked. Um, so we kind of have this. We've had this idea for like probably a year now. Um, we just want to we want to build like a community around our our band, and so um, Luke had the beautiful idea of of uh talking about scripture on our facebook page and our band page um as most of you know our band is uh um we follow jesus and that is our priority in life and we're playing music to preach the gospel and that is just who we are we like to play music but we also um we also want to do it to glorify jesus and so i think that's why this idea of reading scripture, talking about music um, has been such a good idea, I think. Um, so yeah, we're, um, we're excited. So anybody watching this, um, you're welcome to ask any questions um, about spirituality, Christianity. Um, we'd love to have you ask any questions about the band. Uh, so whatever you would like. Um, Luke, do you, want, do you have anything you want to say? Oh, just exactly. You know, we, we want to build a community of believers. Um, you know, we're metalheads, but uh, I know a lot of people appreciate. Yeah, I know a lot of people appreciate the music. They're not necessarily metalheads, but they appreciate what we do. There's a lot of believers and non-believers alike that, uh, you know, can can appreciate what's being done. Um, you know, the work that we put in and uh, honestly just want to inspire other people to do the same thing and uh, just come out with your uh, your faith and uh, build this community of uh, believers that's just uh, full of all kinds of different, you know, musicians. Uh, you don't have to be a musician, but um, it's a platform. You know, it's, just, it's always been a platform um, to reach people. And the message is uh, always the same. Uh, you know, it, it's it's just to know God, you know, to know God is to know Christ and you don't come to the father without coming to the son first. And, uh, honestly, just realizing, you know, life is a game. It is not a game, but you know, it all, but it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a process of surrender and, uh, there's a lot of pain in life. There's a lot of pain that needs to be overcome. And, uh, you know, we need to band together to, overcome that pain in our own lives and also to teach others how to do the same thing um you know yeah. uh in a, in a healthy positive way um and just with prayer and uh thanksgiving and just be so thankful for the lives that we have um just so blessed with with everything that we have to be thankful for um and uh so we hope to continue and uh we really invite you to uh, help us do that, you know, become a part of it, start your own Bible studies, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it could, it could really grow into something beautiful. Um, I don't really see a lot of other people doing it that much, um, in my circle of friends. So 
this might be something that uh, we could really build on and other people could really capitalize on. So um, yeah. I'm excited to see where, where it can go. Yeah, I think that's, that's really cool. I, our other, our plan is to also have, um, you know, any kind of spiritual leaders on our, on this live stream um, also. So um, if we have any pastors, Absolutely. Um, you know, anybody that, you know, wants to join in and help us answer questions, help answer our questions, you know, me and Luke don't have all the answers. So, I mean, we really, um, you know, we really want to have that guidance with somebody who's, uh, you know, a spiritual leader. So um, if you're interested in that, just, you know, feel free to message uh, the band or message our social medias. That would be really cool to have. Um, cool. Definitely. There's uh, This is a shout out to my rabbi. I want him to come on. Uh, yeah. I'll talk to him. I might be talking to him in person about it too. Um, so yeah, just if you have a whole, a whole nother perspective on things, um, just different walks of life, different ages, different, you know, uh, music that we're into. Uh, the struggles are, are all, it seems like everybody's going through it, man. It's just everybody's going through it, dude. But you know, it's in different ways, man. I think God's really set it up where we could just help each other with our own experiences and uh, our strength and hope that we get from overcoming those uh, painful circumstances in life. Um, yeah, and, and music and you know, music seems to connect with everybody too, and so that's why I'm like, absolutely, it's really cool that you know our music can can connect to some people. Um, that's the other thing that's blown me away is you know. Um, we've had a hard time getting this band, you know, moving in a quicker pace that we've been wanting to. Um, but even still the little bit that we've done, uh, you know, all the time we get people that are, that message us or, you know, send comments on our YouTube or, or, uh, Facebook. And, uh, you know, they're just like really enjoying our, the, the content and the lyrics. And so we really just, we really want to be able to, um, continue to do that and it's just so exciting that um you know this band is moving forward again um i think a lot of people um a lot of our followers are our newer followers um people might not know but finding neverland was a band from what what was it about 2012 to 2014 yeah it, it lasted a couple of years it lasted a good couple of years um you know it was down in Colorado springs and yeah. uh, we had a we had a group of guys that you know just it was always you know coming and going members and uh, eventually we kind of we kind of wrapped it up at the end of 2014 um, and uh, I just I honestly um, for me I know I wrote a lot of the uh, the music I know, I know I wrote a lot of the guitar playing um, along with uh, the other guitar player and it just stuck with me and I said man this was something that people really liked. Um, I really like it. I feel like the Holy Spirit's pouring into myself as a as a guitar player to I didn't know how to play the guitar until I was 18 years old. Yeah. I started playing when I was 18 and I just took off with it, honestly. And I feel like God really blessed me with that kind of thing. And I know and I know James, maybe James can speak on his testimony, but um, you know, he just recently started uh you know, getting really good at vocals and uh, just music in general and all the things that he's been able to accomplish. Um, it hasn't been, it's just like my story. When I picked up the guitar, it's like, wow, the Holy Spirit really is injecting this anointing into people. 
um, and we're testimonies of it. Um, so I, I feel like people, this is just an encouragement to people. Like if you feel like you can't do this or you can't do that, this, these are, this is a testimony that, man, we didn't think we'd be doing this kind of stuff years ago or uh, when we were younger. It's like, I didn't even know how to play one string on a guitar. Um, you know, that's, that's, my, that's my testimony and uh, how God would, you know, would use people. Um, and so uh, to find your passion and uh, just never give up, honestly, just don't give up. Because and even if it's not for you after a while, you're going to find something else. Um, and you need to be open to what God uh, is leading you into next. Um, you might shut one door, but there's like three other ones that he's holding open for you. Yeah, that's beautifully said. Um, wow. Yeah, our, I, I started music probably about maybe three years ago and it really hasn't taken off until about probably a year ago. Um, a lot of people uh, might not know, but I was playing football most of my, most of my life after high school and into, and I mean, all of high school. And I always thought, you know, I had this plan of, okay, I'm going to play football in high school, go to college, play a little professional, probably coach. Um, and it just seems like God keeps, uh keeps changing that you know and keeps uh, making it more exciting um, you know I never thought I would be doing anything with music um I, w I actually I wasn't even interested in in it until um you know probably when I was friends with uh you know Luke and, and Finding Neverland but um I think the the interesting thing is that God keeps leading me into paths that I can I can't even I couldn't even plan it even if I wanted to I'd be too scared so um it's just been really cool that he's been using this uh this band Finding Neverland again and he's stirring it up in our hearts to to continue to try and uh um you know make music that uh most people might not uh think sounds like Christian music but we love it <laughs> it's our way of worshiping you know <laughs> so uh it's the way that I i I mean, many, I don't, yeah, my, my testimony, I, I was, I was, uh, I was pretty, I pretty much started to follow Christ once I heard the band for today, which a lot of people, you know, will, will say, but, uh, I met Maddie Montgomery and he completely changed my life, um, when I met him. And so, um, now I, now I'm playing music for, for Christ and it's just been, it's just really exciting and I'm just really excited for the future and hopefully we can continue to to grow this thing and grow the community we love me and Luke we both love people and talking with people and uh, helping people out and so that's why I think this Finding Neverland movement continues to grow at a good pace yeah I agree I agree yeah cool. and, and it's just the and you know it's the impossible that you just it just keeps happening that it just tells you, okay, this is not us. You know, it's the things that you like, I didn't, I didn't intend for this to happen or I didn't plan on this happening. And it's those impossibilities in our own minds that when they are made possible is a confirmation and just a testimony that God is inserting himself in our lives, uh, all over the, all over the place. Uh, and uh, I think that's one thing I, I, I really want a community to understand is, is uh, can we 
can, can we continue to manifest that? Can we continue to invite the Holy Spirit to uh, make those miracles, you know, those daily miracles, uh, just, you know, completely healing uh, the community of people that are willing to say, uh, I surrender, you know, God use me. Um, you know, there's a tremendous amount of pain in this world and we all go through it. Um, and just, just willing to be, being willing to give it over to him. Um, and, 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 uh, you know, cause there's a lot of other ways out there to just, uh, numb it. You know, there's a lot of ways to ignore it. Um, and it's not from God. It's not what oh, he wants. He's seeking us. Yeah. Both, both me and that. James. Yeah. yeah. Both me and James, you know, uh, you know, I'm 31 years old now. Uh, I dabbled on and off with alcoholism. Uh, I know James has, has had problems with alcohol too. Um, but not just problems with it. It's not like we have a problem with it. We chose to escape our pain with substances. And, you know, for anybody out there who's going through that kind of stuff, we know exactly what that feels like. Nobody ever drank to excess in the hit since the history of mankind. No one's ever drank to excess. No one's ever used any type of substance to excess and woke up the next day and said, I want to feel like this the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's, that's your body, but also your conscience telling you you're not doing the right thing. And the conscience for the believer is the Holy Spirit. You know, we all have that Holy Spirit, I think, when we're born. Innately, we have a conscience. But when we become believers, the Holy Spirit takes over and just amplifies that conscience. And that's when you feel guilty. And the things you used to do that were sinful and you didn't think anything of it, now you can't go to sleep at night without being, man, I really got to pay this karmic debt in my mind of guilt and uh, it's just a cycle of, of uh, destruction, honestly. And uh, God is not a God of confusion. Uh, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Um, and he wants to hurt God's anointed. He wants to hurt God's chosen people. And that's every one of us. Um, if he can get you away from God, that's the only way he can hurt God. He can't create anything in and of himself. The devil can only pervert what God has already created. Uh, yeah, and, I think that's what happened. That that's what happened with me. Uh, you know, I I like to say that you know I was saved um, in 2016, and I actually went the complete opposite way and and started to abuse alcohol. And so a lot of people, you know, their testimony is you know they were saved and they were completely changed from that moment forward, which is beautiful. And I I you know I love that. Um, but I felt like I felt Jesus, and I you know, wanted to run away as far as I could, because I wasn't ready to, to, uh, you know, to submit, uh, you know, I wanted to, I still wanted to do my own thing. I wanted my savior and I still wanted my sin and the other hand. Mm. And so, um, so for, you know, probably four or five years, it was just a complete battle, but God is faithful and he stays with you the entire time. Um, you know, and so that was, you know, even when, you know, he, he gave me his attention, you know, he made, he made it known that he was after me. Uh, you know, I ran the other way, but he stayed right next to me the whole time. So, um, yeah, yeah, I just, that's, that's inspiring, man. Yeah. It just really, uh, it still kind of makes me emotional just to think about it. Um, just, you know, just some of the, you know, the alcohol problems and, 
the problems with, uh, you know, relationships and friendships and stuff like that. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I ruined a lot of that stuff during that time. So, um, oh, cool. It looks like, looks like we got uh, Tim Caruso coming in here. Uh oh. Timmy. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> hey, hey, what's hey. up, my guy? Oh, man. What's up? going on? Oh, we've, been wait, you, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So, so I had, this uh, is kids running around. Had a oh, wrangle. <laughs> Dude, thank nice. you so much for coming on. Uh, this is Tim Caressel. He is uh, the young adult pastor. Is that correct, Tim? Yeah. Young adult pastor at Cornerstone uh, Boulder um, in Boulder, Colorado. So. Um, we're really excited to have him on here. We just, we really, his insights are incredible. He's uh, been there for me. He helped uh, helped me with my last year at CU Boulder, getting through college. That was uh, an interesting time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah, man. Stoked to nice. see you. Guys. Yeah, me too. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess we can just jump into, um, we were just kind of let's do uh, it. giving our little update of our band and, you know, where nice. we're at in our lives and stuff like that. And so, um, but today I know we are trying to <laughs> go over some scripture and, uh, I think today it's Matthew seven twenty two. Yeah. Um, our 721 to 23. Okay. You want to read it, Luke? Sure. Yeah. Um, and then we can get into context and all like that, but it's pretty self-evident, I think. Um, so in the book in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter uh, twenty or uh, chapter seven, verses twenty-one to twenty-three, uh, Jesus is talking uh, to his disciples, and he says, uh, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord," Will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do what my Father in heaven wants. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we expel demons in your name? Didn't we perform many miracles in your name? Then I will tell them to their faces, I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of lawlessness. So, so, you know, my, my, my first thought is, is that a message to the world or is that a message to believers? And uh, from, from the context, I think it's not the world. Um, yeah. he's, he's talking about people who uh, really are just set on, you notice how they were like, we did this and this and this. And it's really mainly all about works. It's like, we did these great works for you. And Jesus said, only the people who do the will of the Father. And so you got to ask yourself, well, what's the will of the Father then? If it's not all these different things that we've just listed for you, that we did all of these things. And then he said, I never knew you. It's not, I knew you before, or I knew you at one point. It says, I never knew you. So I don't think it's speaking about losing salvation or anything like that. Is basically saying you were never saved. I never knew who you were. Um, 
you know, you thought you were going to buy your way into the kingdom of heaven. And I think the main question I have is, what is the will of the Father? And I, I kind of just have to go towards Christ and be like, what, what did he do? Because all he did, he claimed that he only did what the Father asked him to do. And uh, I guess that's my question is, you know, to enter the kingdom of heaven, he says you have to do what the Father's will is. Um, and those are the only ones that he says, I know you. I know you. I knew you. Um, that's just my little insight right off the bat. But I just think it's interesting. If you look at all of Jesus's teachings, I don't think he ever criticized the world. He never, he never focused on the world. He didn't talk about, he, you know, how the world was going to be. It was mainly talking to the Pharisees and talking to the people that were willing to listen that needed help. That like a sheep without a shepherd, he was combing them and telling them this is the way this is the way god wants you to live um i am the son of god follow me you will never be thirsty um and the world is the world and he left them alone because the world will have what they're they're rewarding full basically and then um uh honestly i don't think he ever criticized the world uh, it was mainly criticism of the body and the people who claimed to be religious but they only did man-made uh man-made works and his main gripe was this is not what god wants uh, um he ate with tax collectors and sinners uh, you know he never judged them he never condemned them um he didn't condemn the woman who was found uh being prostituted and uh, you know things like that it was always he had more of a you know, his, more of his energy was spent towards teaching people who supposedly knew God that they didn't know the God that they claimed to know. So that's just, that's something that I came away from. Uh, just, just taking one scripture, you know, um, out of context, basically. Um, that's, that's just what I got out of this. Yeah, I just, um, I'll jump in real quick and then, you know, I can let, you know, Tim, you can. You can get some talking into. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think like this scripture, like I heard it and it almost like made me tremble. Like I got scared. Like I kind of felt like, I mean, I'll just, I'll always remember like, you know, hearing, you know, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? And like, or, or just hearing, I never knew you, get away from me, you workers of lawlessness. Like I was just, I, you know, growing up in church, I've never heard, I've never heard that. Like nobody's ever really spoken, you know, um, this passage. I've, I just somehow, I've just never heard it like that. You know, I kind of always believed that you, as a Christian, you kind of just, uh, you know, you do as, as many good things as you can. You do, you try and outweigh the good with the bad. And, um, you know, you profess Jesus as your Lord and you go into heaven. And then this, this, uh, scripture like awoke me, like, um, you know, it just like, woke me up. Like, I was just like, Oh wow. Like this is like, this is serious almost. So, um, mm -hmm. that was just kind of, that's why I really wanted to use this passage because it's just kind of like a, a beginner of just like, Whoa, like I'm not living for Jesus right now. <laughs> like I just, I, yeah. you know, I believe in him, but I haven't really, you know, I'm not doing anything that's, uh, I'm not, you know, living 
the way that he would want me to. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything on that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the the context here is, you know, the the kind of examples of following God in this day and age were the Pharisees. You know, they were the religious leaders. These were the people that everybody looked up to. They admired. These were the people that were doing it. They were doing it right, you know. Um, and, but what they were doing is they, they had a heavy emphasis on checking boxes and they had a heavy emphasis on the externals, like, um, the externals of, of faith, which is just things that you're doing and performing. And so, um, you know, they didn't simply just follow all of the, the laws of God, all the laws of Torah, but they actually added extra laws, um, to the whole thing. And so, and they basically, um, uh, they, they kind of insisted that people follow not only Torah, but the laws that they set up and made that part right. of the prerequisite for salvation. And I think what Jesus is getting at here is, is, is trying to like reset what really matters. He's trying to reset what the main thing is. And that's the heart. And that's aligning our heart with the, with the heart and the will of the father. And all those externals, they, they, they come out of that place, right? Um, mm-hmm. What's interesting to me is I can't help but look at verse 22, um, where it says, On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty, many mighty works in your name? Um, and he's basically like, I never knew you. But, but the provocative question is, is how can you do mighty works and cast out demons if your heart and life is not aligned with the father so that's something really interesting to think about like how is that even possible but we even see like this like like i can't like my mind goes to like first corinthians chapter 13 when paul is talking about um he's talking it's like the you know the the famous chapter on love and what he's talking about is like man you could you could basically basically be a spiritual ninja. You can speak in tongues of angels. You can perform miracles. You can heal people. Like you can prophesy. But if you have not love, you are a sounding gong. Like you are a clanging cymbal. It is just noise, right? So there's mm-hmm. many people out there that are doing like a lot of really awesome stuff, like stuff that blows us away. We think it's incredible. It's inspiring. We admire it. We respect it. But at the end of the day it's, it's falling back to like, man, what really matters? And that's what's in here. And if we don't have this sorted out, then none of that other stuff matters at all. It doesn't matter how many demons you're casting out. doesn't matter. Like how many wonderful things you're spitting out. The, the miracles don't matter. Like this matters. That is it. That is it. And for me that like, takes a lot of pressure off me because I can easily get sucked into like performance mode. Like I, throughout my whole life, um, like performance-based love is a struggle for me, like finding value and validation and acceptance through my performance. And I can remember all the way going back to like when I was a kid, you know, like, just like yeah. I just show you, prove to you, like I'm going to do this and try to do it well, just so like I get the attention. I feel like I'm worth something, you know? 
Um, and our culture today is a hot mess, right? Of comparing ourselves to one another. Social media doesn't help. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look what I can do. Um, but this takes the pressure off of me. Like, man, I don't need any of that to be accepted by the Father, to be loved by my God, um, and to and to experience a full life with Him here in the in this world and in the kingdom. Um, I just need to know Him and love Him. And align my life with him. That's literally the only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think one of the things that I, I always, yeah, I do that. I, I think we were talking to him earlier this week about, you know, being performance-based and just like mm-hmm. having that in our mindset. Um, but I just think I, I have to like, I try and get performance-based and then I get just remembered that, you know, God wants fellowship with us daily. And just, you know, more than he's more worried about, you know, our heart and our, our fellowship with him than it is like the followers we get on social media and like all these, you know, all these impressive things, impressive <laughs> things yeah. we can do for, for Christ, which I think I, I'm seeing that a lot on social media. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, um, I won't like name any names, but it seems like there's a lot of young Christians who are just trying to build a brand like that's their that's their main, their main priority right now is to build a brand and build followers more than it is to have fellowship with God. And you can kind of hear it in the the way that they're, they're talking, um, you know, on social media. And I just think that's, that mm-hmm. is so backwards to what God is wanting right now. And I think social media is kind of driving that, that yeah. like, oh, how many people can I bring to Christ by having, you know, this large social media following and TikTok and, you know, For sure. um, you know, and just having right. Uh, these scriptures and all these impressive things and i'm gonna go to bible college and i'm gonna look impressive and man um yeah, it's almost i struggle with <laughs> it's almost like the 21st century version of what we're reading here right like yeah. back in this day it was like it's about like yeah. the, the, the things that was amazing you know it's like man i prophesied your name i'm casting out demons i'm doing many mighty works and like yeah you just like replace those with what's going on here. Like, did I, dude, I masked a following for your name, God, you know, like I got all these people to like click here and, and sign on to this. And, you know, um, didn't I do many mighty works in your name? Yeah. That, that's the thing I think about all the time is like, you know, you could have done all those great things, um, but God could have been just calling you to be a father or, a, you know, or a mother totally. or, you know, um, there's these things that I think maybe we're missing. Um, it's like, yeah, oh, it's... I, I have this huge social media following, but you know, you neglected your family or something. And yeah, I think that's now, um, now you're preaching, bro. That's I yeah. Mean, <laughs> now we're getting down a right. Road. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's true, dude. That's 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 spot on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So I just I, that's when I read this scripture. That's what I I just I think about just. Um, trying to focus on not trying to make as many followers like with this band it's it's easy to do that with our music and like you know trying to like oh how can we grow this thing into having a bunch of fans and bunch and bringing people to christ but it's like first and foremost i want to make sure that i'm i'm being obedient to what god wants me to do right now and that's right you know that could be um you know just the most simplest thing is being there for my family and then and then working on music or something yep yeah absolutely yeah that that's that's true dude i think 
And I mean, not to talk bad about the Pharisees of those days, because there was a lot of good ones. Um, there's a lot of Pharisees who, uh, when they met Christ, they realized, oh, my God, he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. He's talking as if he is God. Caiaphas came to see him in the middle of the night because he didn't want to be seen talking to him. But he said, what is truth? And he was asking Christ, you know, uh, he knew something was missing. Um, but ultimately, yes, there was a whole cult of Pharisees that were so pious. Um, their religiosity was more important than taking care of the poor, than taking care of the widows and the orphans. You're going all the way back to Deuteronomy, where it said, you know, the spiritual leaders, uh, they have more of a responsibility than anyone. Uh, if they're going to be more accountable before God for the things that they did not do when they were supposed, you know, like it's not just the things you do in life. It's the things you don't do that are going to ring true. And the, and the hardest, I think on judgment day where it's like, okay, you put on the, you put on the makeup, you put on the show, um, your house, you know, looked good on the outside, but inside it was, you know, like when he said they were whitewashed tombs, um, they look really pretty on the outside, but inside they're full of all the kinds of death and decay. Uh, and because they weren't pouring out into their uh, people, they, uh, you know, you can only, you can only pour out so much and, but then you want God to, you know, you want God to fill your cup, but your cup's already full. And, you, you know, it's just full of gnats and stuff like that because it's stagnant, you know, the lukewarmness, um, and if you want God to pour into you, you have to empty your cup so that it can be poured again. You know, um, otherwise he's, there's no room for him to pour anything into you. And uh, another cool thing I realized, I, you know, just uh, historically, the reason they would whitewash the tombs um, is because if you were walking at night, uh, you wanted to be able to see them because it was dark outside, right? Um, and if you ended up touching a tomb, uh, you were unclean in Jewish culture. You had to go do a now. You had to go see the priest, and you had to do so many things to make yourself clean again because you touched an unclean grave. So they would whitewash them on the outside, so that at night you see these white, big pillars of uh, rock. And so that's where that comes from when it says there's whitewashed tombs. But um, you know, it says their their throats are open graves. Um, just just all of those different things that Jesus said. They ultimately they wanted to kill him like right off the bat they were like yeah he's he's messing it up you know we got a good thing going here uh you know we're the people we're the dudes we know with the law and they lowered the law over everyone um and i think everyone in that jewish culture uh contextually back then they had to study the torah from when they were really young so they knew the law but they also knew the law that was not in that text, which was the stuff that they were adding. Like Tim said, they were adding a lot of man-made uh, rituals. Like you have to wash this way. You have to wash your uh, utensils this way or else God's not going to be pleased with you. And, uh, you know, Jesus said, why do you teach these people to do man-made things that are not from God? And they couldn't take it. They're like, oh, he's on to us. Um because it's about, it's about control. It's always been about that. You know, they were controlled by the Roman Empire. And whatever power they got, they were going to implement over their people. 
and their status of, you know, piousness as, as spiritual leaders, they're like, well, we can, we can control people too. Um, we're going to make them feel like they have to do this and this and this. And that was despicable before the eyes of God. It was not what he said to do. Um, ultimately love the Lord, your God with all your heart, uh, soul and mind. I think that's, I'm not, I'm drawing a blank right now, but is that the first commandment um, in the Ten Commandments? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's what, that's the interesting part about Jesus saying, you know, get away from me, you workers of lawlessness, is like he, he's speaking about the Torah. Is that, is that right? Like, is, he's specifically talking about. Yeah, well, I guess saying that they're not following the law. Yeah, the laws that they're the laws that they're following are not God's laws, and I think that's where he got off right there, saying, you know, you created your own uh, your own way of living, your own laws. You said God's laws were not good enough. Um, you probably barely followed His laws, but you put more energy into making sure you washed your dishes this way and this way but yet you don't take care of the widow the poor and the orphan you know you don't you don't uh you don't let the land rest for uh seven years uh so that the soil doesn't get depleted which we've already messed that up in this country and in the entire world that's why our nutrition is so bad in our in our crops because we never let the land rest in the dust bowl that we had back in the 1900s that's why we had a dust bowl. The, the soil was depleted of nutrients and moisture and uh, just huge dust bowl, hurt, uh, you know, tornadoes coming through because we, we just kept using the land and using the land. And he said to let it rest. You know, they, I just think we just completely take a lot of the, a lot of the Torah and we just say, oh, it was nailed to the cross. But Jesus said, I've not come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill it. And, uh, you know, make a new covenant with you. Um, you know, some people get mixed up. I think they say, oh, I'm a New Testament believer. And they don't know what they're saying. You know, they they mean they're a new covenant believer. The Old Testament didn't go away. The Old Testament is still the Old Testament. Deuteronomy is still Deuteronomy. Um, you know, people can get uh, semantical about whether Jews should only follow this thing or Gentiles are okay to follow this thing. But if God wanted you to follow a certain law or the Jews to follow a certain law to be an example to the world, why wouldn't you want to partake in that? If you're going to adopt the God of Israel and be adopted into his family and grafted into the olive tree, why wouldn't it be important for you to, to celebrate the feast that he uh, put out for uh, his people as an example of, I've only got seven feasts, or I don't know how many feasts he has, but Really, we can't even follow seven feasts. Instead, we're creating all these other holidays like Christmas, Easter, which are taken rooted and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I can get off in a tangent. I don't want to, I don't, everybody's entitled to their own theology, of course. But right. I'm just saying, I think, I think the church really got off on another, on, they got off on a sick one, man. And the devil, since the time Christ rose from, uh, the dead he was like okay it doesn't matter i'll start dividing them based on uh religion i'll start saying uh okay jews do this and gentiles eat pork 
you know, they can eat pork. Jews, yeah, they're not going to want to eat pork. So uh, we'll, we'll keep dividing them, keep dividing them. And then uh, eventually you had the genocide that was happening over the thousand years that, you know, they've always been genocided um, just based on being out of date. You know, it's almost like the Christians, this is the way I've been told too. It seems like the Christians think that they replaced the Jews. Uh, the Jews messed up. They didn't follow Christ. So the Christians are the new guys. Uh, then you've got the Muslims. They think the Christians messed it up. They're the new guys. Um, I've been told that based on just whoever. I don't know who brought that up, but it seems kind of true. Um, you know, the Christians couldn't get it right. So now, you know, the Muslims are kind of like, well, we got it right. You know, and uh, this whole time you've got this whole story from the beginning of Genesis all the way through revelation that's not segregated like that and the church has been working overtime over the past thousands of years to just make sure and put a little bit here and a little bit here uh this is this is not god you know none of it's from god but it's all man-made uh doctrine and you know we're going to do this ritual and you have to confess your sins to this priest or else you're not forgiven and it's just not biblical um you know, I, I'm getting into the theology now, but um, I just wanted to make a point that Satan's been working overtime uh, to just make sure divide God's body of believers. He meant for the Gentiles to come into the olive tree and be grafted into Israel uh, and become a part of his uh, family. Uh, the Jews were the chosen people meant to show the entire world and save the entire world through Abraham, Abraham. It said Abraham was going to bless the nations of the earth through his bloodline. And he has. He has. We wouldn't have the Bible without the Jews. We wouldn't have the Old Testament. We wouldn't have the creation story. Uh, we wouldn't have Yeshua. He wouldn't have been born without the Jewish bloodline. And Satan has been trying to stamp it out ever since. You know, he tried to kill all the infants when Jesus was born, uh, three and under, because it was already three years when the wise men went to go see him. So Herod said, let's go kill all the infants three and under uh, because of this prophecy that the Messiah is coming. And they ended up fleeing. And uh, I forgot where they went to either Bethlehem or, uh, but they missed them, you know, and uh, they saved him from being uh, murdered. But that was another infant genocide that took place. And uh, so the devil has just been working overtime on all that, all that stuff. And I think the church kind of just, is pretty happy with just being like, oh, well, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I just know Christ is my savior and yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, we've got a lineage of martyrs and death that's associated with this belief. And there's people still dying in other countries for what we believe. And, uh, you know, the American church is going to be the last one to fall. Um, I believe it's going to be the last one to turn against Israel. Um, you know, we're not there yet, really, but it's starting. And uh, I think there's a remnant coming, you know, just springing up from this knowledge of this isn't right. You know, God never meant for his family of believers since Yeshua came to just be completely a dichotomy of, well, you do this and we do this. And yeah, just, you know, diet laws and this and that. And we... We focus on that so much. No wonder the Jews don't accept Christ as the Messiah because we've changed him. 
we made him a blonde-haired, blue-eyed uh, Celtic warrior uh, based on you know European uh, art standards, and he was not—he he was a Jewish man. As you know, they're obviously not—they're not, not going to accept him. You know, it's just, it's, just, it's just certain things like that. It's just, uh, you know, they get me fired up, honestly, because it's not, the, the truth is just not there um, yeah. in the church a lot of times. Yeah. So I want to, I want to backtrack a little bit. So we're, uh, so I think, yeah, yeah that's, that was great. Um, so we're, we're kind of, so we're kind of on this theme of that we've just gone off the, the path of just we're just on this like man-made path is that what you that i mean is that what it kind of seems like ultimately i, I, I mean yeah ultimately yeah, we you know the, the, the world sorry yeah i think this scripture is just kind of like you know is really focused on um you know the believers and they're they're kind of doing their own thing and i love that you know tim you were kind of talking about that that we're, we're just so focused on the things that don't even matter, uh, you know, that doesn't even seem to seem to matter at all. Right. We're, just like, we're so focused on the, these, all these things outside of, I don't, I don't really know what the word is, but it just seems like we're focused on just a bunch of things that just, they just don't even matter. Um, and, and if we're not even going to look at our heart, then where, then, you know, where's that going to lead us? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know, you know, Luke, you mentioned, uh, you know, the enemy and kind of how, what his role is in all this. I find it interesting that throughout, throughout human history, this issue that we see in Matthew seven, like we, like we fall into it time and time again. Um, we see it, we're talking about it today, how, how relevant this is today. This was written 2000 years ago. Um, and I can't help but think about the enemy's role in what we see here. Um, the only thing that got, or the only thing that Satan cares about is keeping me and you uh, out of relationship with God and out of his kingdom. And he can do that by making you feel scared, or he can make, he can do that by making you feel safe. And I feel at least um, in our culture, at least, it's the latter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that he, it, there's a, there's, I mean, in cer certain places around the world, in certain countries, uh, there's some scary stuff, man. And it's not yeah. to say that there isn't here, but I think a lot of it here, what we see, and, and you know, the New Testament, the scripture says, like, we are not unaware of his schemes. Like, we have to be aware of his, like, what, what, what's his strategy? What's his tactic? And how is he operating here? And I think that what yeah. we see here is that he makes people feel really safe. Like I'm good. Yeah, right. we have just you know, a ton makes... of people in our generation doing that. They're talking, you know, we're making people, you know, I think Satan's really given like, hey, I'll give you whatever you want right now. You know, mm -hmm. and we're kind of, I think our generation, you know, millennials, are, we're really all about uh, what can I, how can I feel good right now? How can I have that gratification mm -hmm. right now? And I feel like that's just, that's really a problem with young people. So I, I, I love that you bring that up. Yeah, that's true. And then deceive ourselves that God is, you know, because we feel good, God is pleased with that. You know, God is pleased with what we're doing. Um, 
and just be deceived. I mean, I'm willing to say that I could be deceived. I mean, deception isn't deception unless it's, unless it works. Um, and, you know, Jesus said, don't be deceived so many times. Uh, and it's like, am I deceived? You know, can I, can I actually honestly take that inventory every single day and be like, am I being deceived in any way? I might think, oh, no, no, no. I've got spiritual goggles on. Uh, you know, God's protecting me. I can't be. But, you know, you'd be surprised, you know. And, and, and if I am deceived, am I willing to admit it? Am I willing to look at it and say, okay, yeah, I'm wrong here. Uh, you know, because most people are going with the flow and going with the grain. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's kind of easy for him to deceive um, even the most uh, prudent people. But, you know, he says, be shrewd as a, as a viper and wise as a, you know, or, you know, be, be, be shrewd as a snake. I don't know what he said, uh, you know, but wise as a viper. Um, well, I don't, is, know, is what, I don't know what that scripture is. Um, yeah. Um, is that something, I guess my question is for Tim. Do you, is that something you feel like uh, you see a lot is just people being comfortable? these days like complacent spiritually yeah yeah um or compromising i mean yeah absolutely i mean it's it's easy to get comfortable like in the, the time and place that we live um and i think like the enemy has no problem with you having the lord's name in your mouth like as long as he can keep the Lord's will from your heart. Does that make sense? Like he has no problem with the Lord's yeah. name. Like I'll talk about God all day long, right? That's these yeah. people are like, dude, they're not, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. Um, right. It, like he has no problem with the Lord's name being in our mouth. And it's something that we talk about all the time, as long as yeah. the, the will of the father is not in our heart. Um, and so I think that we can get quite comfortable just thinking that I'm set. I'm checking these boxes. I'm showing up to church, you know, on Sundays. Uh, I've done this. I'm I'm a nice person. I think I think that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah. yeah. And and, yeah, it's, so. and if, if and if it's like too blessed to be stressed, then the devil really doesn't have time to waste on you because yeah. you're already good. But the the heart of the matter here is this last verse of this of this passage then i will declare to them i never knew you I never knew you right so um what we have here up front with these people up is that there, it's it's a lot of talk and a lot of performance and god's saying but i didn't know you <laughs> like we don't have relationship this word know like in the greek language it's it's an experiential knowing it's not a, a knowledge so I, I didn't know about you. It's like, I didn't know you. Like we didn't commune together. <laughs> like we didn't, yeah. you know, we didn't like feast together. Like, and, and so that, that's really the heart of the matter. It's, it's yeah. Just, we, we can, we can talk about God all day. <laughs> that's right. A lot of people. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we do, and we can know a lot about God. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like today, like we can, we can, we can Google and we can learn a lot about people um right the people we look up to the bands that we look up to uh you know the 
um, the sports player, the athletes that we look up to and we, and musicians and actors, whatever. And we can, we can know so much about their life that when we talk about it, it sounds like we know them intimately because the information is just there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's yeah, the same right. with God. I mean, we can, we can talk about him as if like, like we just have so much up here, but God's saying, man, I'm trying to get it here. And if it's not here, none of this matters at all. None of this matters at all. Yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah, this this scripture just really uh, hits me hard because I feel like that's just that was that's just something that I really struggle with is is um, or even just like before you know I could I could say all day that I was a Christian and you know I could you know, say that I, I, you know, I go to church or, you know, I grew up going to church and I felt like that was like, that was good enough. Like, yeah, I didn't have to, <laughs> I didn't have to work hard or anything. <laughs> um, you know, it just, it's just such a eye-opening experience when, when uh, you read that Jesus says, I never knew you. And um, even when I first heard that, I like, I felt that in my, like, I, I felt it. Like, I was just like, oh, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. God. I, like, I know this title of God, you know, like there's, a, there's this, you know, I believe that there's God and I believe that there's Jesus, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it can just become very confusing. And, and I think a lot of people are leading people astray of just like, you know, say the sinner's prayer and, and say, you know, say these things and you're good. And, 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 and um, you know, go to church and you're going to be, you're going to be fine. You know, just go to church and, follow Jesus one day of the week and the rest of the week, you know, you can, you can have your cake and eat it too kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. you can, you know, live your, live your life. You can have everything that you want right now and, and also have Jesus. And I just really just don't want people to like believe that. Um, Cause I think it's really confusing people. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. And that's just what I take away from this, this scripture mostly is just like, um, you know, I never knew you like that's like that's terrifying to 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 know that you could come uh, like you could be in front of Jesus and he could just say I never knew you and like you had all these opportunities to and Mm -hmm. you know we just ran the other direction Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, it'd be terrible at the end of the day to realize you missed the whole point absolutely I I, I missed the whole point yeah that's beautiful yeah that would be terrible well Well, there's one more thing that yeah there's 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 one more thing that i think god just brought to my mind um when he was talking to the woman at the well and he said uh if you drink from this water you'll never be thirsty again um his main point for talking to her was uh to tell her i know you have many husbands or you've had many husbands and the one you're with right now is not your husband and she's like, oh, my God, he knew everything about me. And she went and told everybody he knew everything about me. And yada, yada. But his main thing that he told her was, you people, meaning I think the Samaritans, they were different from the Jews. He said, you people worship what you do not know, whereas we worship what we do, who we do know. And he was basically telling her, you worship the God you think you know. Uh, but we, meaning the Jews, are worshiping the God that we do know. 
And he actually said that to her. And for him to actually make that point to tell her that instead of just being like, oh, well, you know, she's got her theology or, oh, well, he cared enough to tell her and save her household based on saying, you know, you you think you're good. You're worshiping in your customs and in your ways, but it's not the it's not the God that, that we worship. Um, and I think it was interesting that he made that point to tell her that. It wasn't, you know, because he asked her to draw some water for him from the well. And uh, that's when he said, yeah, you'll never be thirsty if you drink from from my well. You'll never be thirsty again. And it opened her eyes to be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is some. Oh, my God. This He's telling me everything I ever did with my life. And he didn't condemn her for it. But he said, go and tell everyone what, uh, you know, what, what I told you. Uh, and everybody was like, who the heck is it? You know, but he wanted her to plant the seed and everyone else to be like, oh, my God, he was a Jew. And, you know, uh, I'm a we're Samaritans. And he felt like he needed to tell he actually cared about us, you know. Um, and that's where the good Samaritan story comes from, too, is the Samaritan was the one who stopped to help the Jews, to help the Jew who was beaten to death. And they didn't like each other. You know, the Samaritans and the Jews were not. uh friendly towards one another but it was a samaritan who paid all the money to have him put up and taken care of and fed and everything like that so i think those parables and the way that jesus talked to that samaritan woman was really interesting it was like i do care about you um you know you're not you're not one of the jews per se you're a different sect of jews but you need to know the truth and for him to actually take the time to tell her that i thought was amazing it's like you know Maybe you know, if the son of God is being like, okay, it's important to uh, cross this boundary because I care about all people. Then how much more should I be like, oh, this person doesn't believe God exists, but I shouldn't talk to him about it, you know, because it's not going to go anywhere. Um, and that's even worse because she believed in, she believed she believed in the God of uh, the Jews, but she didn't. Jesus was telling her, you're, you're mistaken. So it's even worse for someone who's already set in their ways in a religion to be like, I don't think that's right, you know, um, because they're so they're so ingrained into that. You know, it's almost easier to find someone who is an atheist to convince them to believe there's a creator than it is to change someone's mind about who's God, you know, they're serving and this and that. But I don't know. That's Yeah, um, Luke, that's, a great, yeah that's, that's a great place to stop because I think. I think uh, that's a great story. And I think that we, we can really, you know, speak. I mean, we can speak all day with that one. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. No, no but, yeah, no, of course. Dude, I get where it, connect, I where it really that. connects is to this passage is what Jesus says to her after that. He says, the father is seeking those who worship him in spirit and in truth. Yeah. And that's something to think about. Yeah. What is it? What yeah. does it mean to worship the father in spirit and truth? worshiping him not just in, in in the in the right way on his terms but yeah. from the right heart from the right motivation and with all of yourself with everything mm-hmm. wow, that's, that's great i want to be mm-hmm. yeah i want to be mindful of uh, everybody's time so i think we're, yeah. we're running out of time here but yeah uh thanks I'm for so, having me dudes yeah i'm so that thankful that been here. man we appreciate me it too, dude. um tim it's so good to see you Hopefully we'll, we'll have you on more. Yes, you, man. Um, and uh, yeah, 
this was cool. I had a great time. All right, me too. Right, it was amazing. Cool. Later, Tim. All right, see you, Tim. Cool. So, um, yeah, so that was that's kind of so for everybody watching, that's kind of what we're we're hoping to continue to do is just have these discussions of uh, you know scripture and having a spiritual leader here. And, um, yeah, so for anybody watching, we're just like really thankful that you were here and, um, or listening on the podcast. Hopefully, um, I, I think the plan is we're going to have you know this all this audio uh, uploaded to you know all the all the podcast sites, Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that. So. Um, I really enjoyed this. How'd you, how'd you do Luke? What'd you think? Dude, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, uh, man, I just feel like God, like this, the fact even saying, cause I want to re-listen to some of the things Tim said. And, uh, just, uh, like I, I listen to sermons multiple times when I listen to somebody, you know, do a sermon or something like that. So like the fact that you said, uh, you want to archive it and, and things like that just really uh, warms me. I, I just, uh, I feel like God, the Holy Spirit just like blesses that. And uh, just, just the fact that it would be there for someone else to listen to. If, and they probably listen to it more than once also, you know, if they were hungry enough, um, you know, because I get hungry a lot. And uh, just, just for more and more of uh, what some, you know, the Spirit wants to say through somebody, because you can tell when the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us something um, just based on the things that are being said. And uh, I'm just thankful that, that uh, we took this step to get it out there, man. And uh, just just uh, call call upon the community, man. And, uh, you know, we're here for you. Uh, we're here. Uh, you know, we're, we're local here in Colorado. Um, uh, just, uh, you know, you send us anything you want to. Uh, if you have ministries that you want to, uh, you know, uh, plug or anything like that, um, we'd be happy to, uh, help you grow and, uh, just, you know, maybe even be a part of some of it, um, churches, local churches, um, just the, the, the possibilities are endless. I just think, uh, this is a good step, man. And, uh, just so thankful to be a part of it. Yeah. So I feel real uh, good about it. So we're, we're planning on doing this, uh, every Wednesday night at 7 PM. So, uh, um, okay. Hopefully we're going to have this on multiple social media. So right now, right now we're live streaming from Facebook, um, but I'm hoping to have it on YouTube and I think Twitch also. So go follow us on all our social medias. Uh, we'll probably live stream it there. We'll put it on all the podcasts. Um, we're working on a new song called Comforter. Um, I think some people have seen that. We're, uh, I think it's going to be an amazing song and I think we're really excited about it. Um, it's it's a little faster song than than we we had before, but we're excited about it. So I hope everybody gets excited and um, it sounds know. good, man. Yeah, all, everybody's excited about that. So we're gonna keep making content like this. Um, we love DMs, emails, um, anything like that. So if you wanna, you know, if you have any other questions or you wanna, you know, give us some encouragement, we love that. So for tonight and uh um, prayer yeah, request too yeah prayer request yeah i, I love doing that too so absolutely cool. love, i'd love to intercess for someone yeah so cool till next time next wednesday we'll see you guys peace sounds good peace out later